This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata here. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Lindsay? I'm doing great. I'm doing great for a lot of reasons. The biggest one, obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm going to be completely honest with you, going into that game over the last few weeks, I've been really bummed out. I know we've talked about it on the podcast. It really felt like the season was over. We were talking about the outlook of the offseason, who's going to be coming back, their draft position, what it's going to look like. I know some fans wanted to tank. And Monday Night Football... This team didn't just win. Outside of a few trick plays, they were almost near perfect on offense. And I think that's absolutely huge against a team in the Jacksonville Jags who are fighting for a number one seed, who are a good AFC team, and proved, hey, this season might not be over just yet. Yeah, uh, it felt like a lot of credit has to go to a lot of people. I mean, the players, the coaches, et cetera. You can't take anything away from Jake Browning. I mean, when you look at some of the advanced stats, pretty out there for what he's able to do. Uh, 19.9 completion percentage over expected and that 0.55 EPA per play. So just about every other pass was adding an expected point of value from him. Those are both like 95th plus percentile numbers and when you look at stats like that and just the box score of 350 yards and two touchdowns, one was running, but still I'd count that and 85% completion percentage. And you see like the names that have done that besides Browning, it's, this is one of those games from a backup quarterback. That's going to just always be in like a, a it'll be fun trivia always. It's like, which of these, you know, like which of these quarterbacks has done this type of thing? Um, B, it probably made him quite a bit of money. I, I feel like mm-hmm. it's funny. Last week it was like, yeah, can he keep the job? This week it's, oh, he probably earned quite a big check this offseason. Um, but C, it showed that they had a better game plan. Everybody played well. You obviously don't get that performance without Browning playing well, but the coaching staff, they found the stuff that Browning is good at, the stuff he's comfortable with, the stuff that he can operate and do. The run game was very effective. And it was kind of Mixon was like the run game of last year. We're just churning things out, keeping the team ahead of the ahead of the sticks, ahead of schedule, right on schedule. Like they're not getting into very many third and longs. They're protecting Browning that way. The run game was designed well from Frank Pollock, I think, a way to attack the Jags in that game. And then Chase Brown, you add that tiny bit of just what they've needed, the explosive element, the idea of just like, let's just drop this guy in and see if he can just be a spark plug. And he was in this game. There were multiple runs he had that were big runs. 
and he was able to be the spark plug, the generator to get the offense kick-started with a couple of big plays. So this felt very much like a combined awesome effort. And that's not even to say the offensive line, I thought, played really well, at least when I watched them live. I thought this was a good game from them. And, I mean, the only sack that Browning took was his own fault, and the run game felt like it was there all game. So, yeah, I, I was concerted awesome effort. It was – like a big, I don't know, recital, like a big, like musical number that, that was just played perfectly. Everybody was doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, going into it, my expectations, I didn't know what to think. I thought like, just, just have fun with this offense. Felt like we were going to see them run the ball just because of all the criticism from the last week. And even hearing from Brian Callahan, when it comes to Chase Brown, and we were able to see that one, two punch with Joe Mixon and Chase Brown, which I'm looking forward to the rest of the season when it comes to the run game. But when it comes to the pass game, it felt like we heard going up to that Pittsburgh Steelers start for Jake, that he could handle, you know, don't change the playbook, keep it Joe Burrow style. They had to change the playbook. And that is a good idea idea um you know it, it would have been fun to see joe burrow versus trevor lawrence out there and i think the Bengals would have been just fine too um i don't i it might have been it might have been worse honestly uh for the dogs uh if joe was out there but you know credit to jake browning because after that first drive when he was i mean he was holding on to it and i thought well this is going to be a long night you really got to get rid of the ball we saw that against the pittsburgh steelers and every single time he was just driving down the field, they were going to a new weapon. And and I love keeping Tanner Hudson involved, um, you know, just different guys in the passing game. And then Jamar Chase, feed the guy. Feed your best player. T. Higgins with a couple of key catches. It was just with this offense overall. You mentioned the offensive line. You know, it's one of the things that we're we don't we're not giving enough credit to right now, um, because I thought they did a really good job of of protecting Jake and you know the, the trick plays. I'm not trying to be too down on them, but you know we'll probably just sit those out for now. Um, not not necessary in the future. And I felt so bad for Tyler Boyd because, look. I mean, it was it, it's a huge mistake, and I'm glad they didn't end up losing the game because of that that score. But um, yeah, just overall with Jake Browning, you know what what are your expectations when not to look too far ahead, but kind of the outlook of it because they could pretty much be playing backup quarterbacks the rest of the way. There's five games left, three of five at home outside of Patrick Mahomes. The rest are backup quarterbacks if Kenny Pickett can go in a couple weeks and that'll change he'll be a starting quarterback that they'll face um but you know is this is this like a one night thing for Jake Browning or is this something that you could see him continuing to do we'll see uh I think there's reason to believe it's not just like the Brandon Allen Houston game because from what I remember of that game was a lot of Brandon Allen heat checks way down the field of just throwing bombs all over the field and that was an awesome game from a backup quarterback but then he kind of came when the deep ball wasn't connecting he kind of fell back apart I don't expect Browning to be as accurate next week or as perfect I feel like that will come back down to earth a little bit but at the same time you don't need to have these awesome performances to have a sustainable offense and win games I think it's certainly possible you get a pretty good game from him I think I also think it's more sustainable than the Browning game or than the Allen game because he was doing a lot of stuff that was working the shallow and intermediate area, working high low concepts, and it just felt like he was processing things and not just throwing heat checks and whatever else. He threw a couple, 
but it was mostly to me him working plays he's comfortable doing. But at the same time, he might not get the same level of run support. He might not get the same offensive line play. When those things don't work as well, how will he play? I think it's fair to look at a lot of different aspects of how the game went and question whether that's sustainable. And if that's not sustainable, can Browning still operate at at least a pretty good, solid level? That'll be something to watch for. I think this game's going to be a big one. Can the Bengals offensive line win this matchup? I think that the Colts defensive line is probably a little bit I thought the Jaguars defensive line was stout, but this is another stout defensive line. DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, I believe will be back. There's, you know, a couple, those are a couple of guys, game wreckers in the middle of the defense. And for the credit, we did give the Jags. They don't really have that guy in the middle that is like a DeForest Buckner. Anyway, let's see how that goes. And can they design a running attack that is going to take advantage of that the same way they did in this game? Because I felt like the run design was really good in the Jaguars game to take advantage of defensive ends that like flying up the field. That was all of Chase. I felt like every big Chase Brown run was the same thing. It was a bend play, a zone play where it's designed to hit to the backside. You pull the tight end back across. Basically, you trap that defensive end. He flies upfield. When he flies upfield, the tight end just kind of gets in his way, and that creates a hole. You don't have to move anybody yourself. He moved himself out of the play. And they actually did that against the 49ers as well. I thought this run game, this run game plan was similar to the 49ers game plan, and it worked. And I haven't watched the Colts defense from this year, but Gus Bradley, their defensive coordinator, kind of rolls with a similar style of play from his defensive line from what, at least from what I saw before this year. So that might be another way that they might be able to do it again. Although now it becomes the, okay, now that's on film. So they know what you know, and can you make the adjustment to the adjustment? All of this is to say, can Browning do this again? We'll see. <laughs> you yeah. can, but we don't, it's one of those, we have to see it because we've seen backup quarterbacks have, Really good games. Like I've talked a lot about the Brandon Allen one, but you can think of Matt Flynn. He had a big game, went got paid, and then didn't perform that way. Sometimes that just happens. I'm hoping he is able to give some performance because man is a lot more fun to root for this team to win and watch them do well than it was to think about draft positioning and stuff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Man, it is refreshing because I think last week it really has felt since Joe Burrow went down. It has been the longest of seasons. Um, I'm counting down to saying, oh, there's six games after Monday Night Football. There'll be five games. There's three more home games for this club. And it just felt so depressing wanting updates on Joe Burrow. How's everything going? Need the rehab updates. When's he going to be throwing in the spring? Um, it's just been it's been kind of refreshing. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, you could see it on social media and fans were going into that game thinking, how am I supposed to feel? Um, do I have fun while I watch this offense? 
Am I wanting a better draft pick or will this team shock everyone and win on Monday night football in a really entertaining football game from both sides? It was unfortunate that Trevor left late in the fourth or around nine something in the fourth quarter uh, because I thought it was a really fun uh, matchup with Trevor versus uh, this Bengals defense and, you know, Jake versus Trevor. Everybody had that circled on the calendar um, and it ended up being, I don't know. It was, it was just a really exciting football game to watch. And I, I think, you know, we talk about this offense and, it was huge to have Joe Burrow on the sideline. And one of the things in the TV broadcast, you could see him over by Jake after pretty much every call when Jake was on the sidelines and just kind of talking him up. I'm really wondering what he was kind of drawing up there with Zach Taylor, but credit to Zach Taylor. You know, there's a lot of criticism for him this season. There's always going to be criticism when they're losing and you hear all oh, Joe Burrow's out. We're really going to see what Zach Taylor's made up. But he did it again under the lights, primetime football, first road win on Monday Night Football since 1990, but uh, just another primetime win for him. He did it with Ryan Finley as a backup quarterback, and I thought it was one of Zach Taylor's best games in his coaching career. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Monday Night Football, that Ryan Finley game, Muppet Night Football, if we remember. I will never let people forget. Uh, but, yeah, I – like I said, you got to give credit to the coaching staff. I talk a lot about the design and the run game, but finding stuff that Browning is comfortable with and helping him, protecting him, giving him easy buttons, but also letting him work because you don't need to run a elementary offense, even if it's going to be simpler than what it was. And they did. They found the concepts that Browning can work, high lows in the middle of the field. And um, so some of those second-level RPOs, I think there's some stuff that they ran that it makes you wonder, like, hmm. Mm -hmm. Give some of those to Burrow. Let's see that. And I don't think that it's just like they got to put Burrow under center and all the other stuff because this game still felt like mostly shotgun to me. I thought this game was still mostly them getting in the shotgun. They went under center. This is another thing, though, some of that 49ers game. They went under center in the game just like they did against the 49ers. But, and they did it more in this game, I think, than the past. But it was still mostly shotgun because I can think of a lot of the plays where they're long trap from shotgun or a lot of the RPOs. Those are shotgun plays. The drop back passing game all came from shotgun. They were not straight dropping back from under center. So quite a bit in there, I think more than 50, probably more than 60%, maybe around 60% shotgun. And that's, you know, so that's something of like, you don't need Burrow to go under center to have a game plan like this. You can add some of those second level RPOs, add some of the other stuff they did. Now, all of that said, we both know, and everybody listening knows, the defense is going to play Burrow differently than they would Browning. I mean, that's the other part of this. I felt like the Jag, the Jags defensive coordinator early on felt like he was just going to, ah, I'm going to get Browning with some of these coverages and blitzes and exotics and whatever else. And then later on, they weren't stopping the run, and they didn't respect Browning enough to just – treat him like he was Burrow, treat him like this was an elite passing offense. So they were still trying to just, they started trying to bring a safety down in the box and no bigger example than what happened on the go ball to Jamar chase of, I don't, I don't know what they're doing on the three wide receiver side. felt like something was messed up over there, but it didn't matter. They were trying to play a single high coverage on third and one third and two, because they're trying to stop the run, get the ball back. And that was the easiest touchdown that Browning could have had. He made a good throw and Chase made a good catch and run, et cetera. But single high against Jamar Chase. I think some of that also you have to give a little bit of credit to T Higgins coming back because they weren't able to key in on Jamar like they were in the last game. So now that there's two big threats 
and the run game was a threat. It just felt like the Jags had no answer whatsoever. And while that's awesome, I wonder if it's sustainable at all for Burrow because defenses just play him different. You have to really have a run game for, I feel like, a defense to get out of that type of look and give Burrow free one-on-one shots to chase down the field. It would be really, really nice if Chase Brown ends up working out, to be honest. I mean, we I know where it was drafted in the draft, and we've talked a lot about the running back situation. You have Joe Mixon, and then that's it. That's all it feels like. But for Chase Brown to come out, and 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 we'll see if it happens in the final five games. And look, if this team finds a way, I would say if you get four out of five wins, you're sneaking into the wild card. You could maybe even say three out of five wins with the way the AFC is starting to look with all these injuries. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I, it's for me personally. I want to see this Colts game and see what they look look mm-hmm. like versus the Colts. They're back home, um, obviously. I feel like with, with the Colts backup situation, he has had the starter role before and he's been in, you know, that big time position. You could look at when he was starting for the Philadelphia Eagles at times when Jalen Hurts was was out. So we'll see what that looks like. You know, it's it makes it for it makes it for fun football in December when we really thought, oh, okay, well, we'll just see what all these rookies are about. We get to see who the rookies are, but we also get to see a team maybe compete maybe make things fun, maybe kick the Steelers or the Browns out of the playoffs or find themselves, you know, into some wild card mix. But yeah, it's one week at a time in the NFL right now. Cincinnati Bengals surprised a lot of people. It was a really fun Monday night football game. Good for Jake Browning. I know you mentioned it. He probably made himself some money last night and that's always awesome to see you guys taking advantage of opportunities under the lights. Um, It was really cool. After the game, you see all the national media outlets, everybody's talking about him. And um, just a huge night for him and, and the support of his teammates, because one of the things that, you know, we look back on 2019 and 2020, Joe, when they were losing, not losing on purpose, but they lost the games to get Joe Burrow. Then when Joe Burrow went down, they lost after he went down with his injury, they lost a lot of games and they got Jamar Chase. None of that is on purpose, but it just kind of worked out that way. You don't want that mindset. There are a lot of young guys on this team. Jamar Chase, he's been with this team, and he's only familiar with AFC Championship games and and going to a Super Bowl. Um, You you don't want to lose a bunch of games in a row. And being without Joe Burrow, it is going to be difficult in these next final final five games, but it it makes it kind of fun to see what some of the youth and and some of these guys can do because after that game, it felt like they were a little back, just a little. Yeah, uh, well, they're going to go as the quarterback goes, and just like this game, the quarterback was good, they were good. Um, I am in the position of kind of nihilistic of like, none of this matters. <laughs> and now, if, if we get a Nick Foles run, if they win a, if they win a playoff game, I'll be fully in. Imagine if they beat part. the Ravens in the wild card round. Sure, anybody they could they could beat the Texans in the wild card round, or the Dolphins, or the Bills, or. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nobody in the West that can win that besides the Chiefs. Huh? Uh, but <laughs> I'm I'm in the mind of just like kind of whatever happens here is gonna happen. It doesn't matter if they lose the game, great. Draft stock. If they win the game, great. I had a lot of fun. And I'm hoping that I think if I am picking one, I want them to win games and make the playoffs and do that. But I also feel like there is the advantage of the other side of like, oh, they do pumpkin up and lose these games. That's fine too. So it's kind of interesting. It's just like not having, not having a feeling of like expectations or anything. Been a while. 
to just kind of go into a game and just flow with it. Whereas I feel like every other Bengals game while Burrow was healthy, you go in expecting to win and then you're just kind of, there's no chill element of that. <laughs> Maybe some people are, but for me, there's not as much of like a relaxed sensation. Whereas when Browning's out there, I'm just kind of just like, yeah, let's see it. You know, throw cool. some bombs. That's how I went into the game last night. Then in the fourth quarter, when they're going to overtime, I'm pacing around the living room. I'm like, okay, they need to win this game. I need to see them win it. It's been an incredible game. And uh, I don't know, it's fun. Let's talk about the defense really quickly. Um, look, there's still explosive plays that they're giving up. But we had mentioned it kind of going into this game. You're going to see guys like Jordan Battle. Unfortunately, Cam Taylor Britt is on the short-term IR. You know, there is a chance that he returns this season. I think it really depends on where they're at at that point, um, but he will be out for the next three games. And uh, that really gives DJ Turner some reps with Cheeto out there in the secondary. Uh, Mike Hilton had one of his best games. DJ Reader was really fun to watch out there. Miles Murphy, that uh, one tackle where he just felt he, – I feel like it was like a one-shoulder grab and he just pulled him right – either pulled him that, out of bounds or – That play was great too. Um, they were in a speed option, which they had done in that game multiple times. And against speed option, you're you're basically reading one guy, and the defense should have a guy for the quarterback and a good guy for the running back. Uh, it didn't feel like they had that, and Murphy is the read on that play. So I think it was Lawrence at the time takes steps towards Murphy until Murphy has to commit to it, then flips the ball up. But Murphy's such a good athlete that he's able to then still recover, get outside, and stop ETM before the first down. And yeah, he did it with like one hand and just dragged him out, which was. Uh, you know, pretty cool, but it's a good play too. Like it's a really sound play. I saw somebody try to say like, Oh, he lost contain. It's like, well, if he stayed outside and contained, that's just seven yards to the quarterback up the middle. It's not his fault. There has to be somebody to help him here. Um, he's the read player. So he's actually not supposed to make that tackle. It's really cool that he was able to anyway, continue. Yeah. You know, just other guys, when you, you think of their youth, the rookies who were stepping up last night, what did you think overall? Man, I felt terrible for Dax Hill on that touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Got to tip it down. Well, he's trying to catch it. I, I get that. It, it's so wild how it ended up being one of the most incredible plays to a touchdown, which it really did feel like a little bit of luck because it, it, I thought, I thought Dax had it. But uh, when you look at guys like Dax Hill, Jordan Battle, DJ Turner, what did you think last night? Jordan Battle's been awesome. He hasn't missed a tackle yet. And I think that's the biggest difference between what he and Nick Scott were able to bring because Nick Scott was missing at least a tackle a week, if not more. Jordan Battle hasn't missed a tackle yet. That's great. Um, he also finally got tested deep downfield in coverage. He went with the old cover the eyes move and then broke it up. Felt like he was in control. Felt like he knew where the ball was going. I like that play from him as well. Turner, I felt like was an up and down game, which he's had a few of these. He's also a corner, and these young corner is going to have a lot of up and down games. I feel like, unless you're Sauce Gardner, I guess, but or Patrick Sertan. But Turner, he may have not been perfect in coverage all the time, but what he did bring was an answer to questions of can the little guy hit because there was that Nancy North hit. Oof. Big one. Mike Hilton was right there. I got to feel like Mike Hilton was like pumped from seeing a little corner like him do that. Um, anybody else? Well, you didn't mention Joseph Osai. I felt like was actually yeah. did a pretty good job inside as a pass rusher, which is, you know, that's not something he's excelled at over his career. So worth giving him a mention as well. 
Yeah, you had a sack. So. Yeah, that was kind of a. Th so that's that's a, right now. I felt better. It was good. It was good. It, it, good to get the sack. That was a motor hustle sack a little bit, but at the same time, not going to discredit a sack too much. I thought he brought pressure too. I, like I thought he did also win. It wasn't just like that sack that he kind of cleaned up. There was also some stuff that he was he was causing the chaos too. Do you find yourself? I know we already mentioned it earlier, but do you find yourself when they are on defense, you're watching if there's pressure, um, where Miles Murphy is on the field, or if he impacted it at all? Uh, I I don't think I do a good job of that. I I look who and see if the quarterback ever moves off his spot. I'm like, oh, who caused that? And it was Reader a lot of the time, which was yeah, yeah, speed. Yeah, Reader was given was given that interior fits. I felt like and it, man, that was he's added a pass rush game that he didn't have the past couple of years, and it's cool to see. He's still a great run stopper, but he adds in some pass rush juice now. We'll get to just a few other things on uh, the special teams. Is there anything else you want to add offensively, defensively before I bring this up? Uh. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think defensively there are still some things where I'm like, man, you, you can't give You know, it just yeah, linebackers have been frustrating. Just, it's it's so hard for me. I want to get excited, and I think you know, even in this game, DJ, DJ Turner had an opportunity, which he's a rookie, and I'm sure they'll go back and watch the tape. I see he wanted to make the play, and all he had to do was fall under the ball, fall on the ball. Yeah, um, you know, just kind of a rookie mistake there. But overall, there's still times when I'm I'm just man there's some things that I'm not super impressed with on the defensive side of the ball, but Hey, they made a lot of good plays last night too. They did enough. Um, you know, obviously giving up 31, not ideal, but I don't think a lot of people, you know, knew how this game was going to turn out end up being a really good offensive game. And they did enough in overtime uh, to get the ball back. So for me personally, do want to work on that. And maybe that's something that it's just kind of a, a situation with the linebackers this year, and that'll get better going into next year. It's not a future problem. Um, but yeah, just see a little bit of uh, difference on the defensive side. It's been something that we can point out a lot this season, even when they did have a healthy Joe Burrow. But for Evan McPherson, did you see the tape? Or I didn't even see it on TV where he thought he missed the kick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. And I know he missed the kick earlier in the game. but Crossbar. He, yeah, there were people down on Evan early in this game. And I thought, no, I still feel like the guy's going to come in clutch. He's going to. Didn't know if he was going to hit the game winner again against the Jacksonville Jags, but uh, what did you think of Evan? Big time picks. <laughs> Good. He missed a he missed a fifty seven yarder. I mean, I feel he... like any type of guy's going for over fifty five yards. I mean, I feel like the league average is probably twenty five percent of those. Yeah. Evan is obviously doing better than that, so you you take that first of all. But second, they miss it because they're like an inch short. You just kind of go, oh well, yeah. <laughs> That was the risk. <laughs> he probably isn't supposed to make that. Yeah, no, overall, that's just, yeah, that game was fun. It was honestly, obviously, there was a lot more to talk about on the offensive side of ball with Jake Brown, and we'll see what happens when they play the Indianapolis Colts coming up at Paycourse Stadium. We'll have another podcast later this week. But the AFC North right now, I just want to kind of end it on this talk. You look that Kenny Pickett might be out for a few weeks to be determined. Maybe he returns. He's he's definitely a tough guy because I feel like he gets injured and then he ends up playing that next Sunday. Um, but he did have surgery right away after the game. So to be determined on what that looks like for the Pittsburgh Steelers, still have a legit defense. The Cleveland Browns, I don't know what to say about them. Miles Garrett is battling an injury, but Joe Flacco did enough. Still lost the game against the Rams. Uh, looked like a 
competent quarterback, I guess, along the way. We'll see what they're able to do. But the Cincinnati Bengals might get themselves out of fourth place in the AFC North this season. Maybe. It'll be interesting. I The, the main issue is probably going to be that they're not going to have a tiebreaker on those guys. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to probably finish with the worst divisional record, so they have to finish a game ahead of somebody. Otherwise, I'd be more on board with this. We'll see, though. I mean, hey, if Browning plays like this, they won't finish last in the AFC North. <laughs> they're able to get this level of offense. But if it goes somewhere in between this week and Pittsburgh, nah, which is kind of like where I am right now expecting, of like it won't be as bad as that Pittsburgh game, but it probably won't be as good as this game either. Somewhere in between that is where these, this offense is probably going to lie. And – Thinking about that, I think like yeah, they'll probably win a few more games, push for a playoff spot. But I feel like what I think is absolutely possible is every team in the AFC North finishes with a winning record. Yeah, that's not it's it's possible. It's just crazy right now when you look at the quarterback position of the AFC North and the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Honestly, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, if you do not go to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship game, at least, it feels like very disappointing because it was a different road. It felt like for Joe Burrow over those last two years to what it looks like right now. And if the Bills get in, I think that they're going to be a team that's going to get hot. Yeah, you still might have to end up playing against the Bills and Chiefs. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see what it looks like. But the AFC, I said it last night after the game, still open. You see the yeah, Chiefs? Yeah, I'm also – you saw the Chiefs, what they look like against the Packers offensively? <laughs> yeah, they don't have wide receivers, huh? And Kelsey has finally taken a half step back. But um, one thing I was glad about with the AFC look that you're, we're currently doing is yeah. Trevor Lawrence, not a serious injury, yes. high ankle sprain. I was very worried that we were about to have, like, another quarterback go down. It's like there's so many good quarterbacks at AFC. It's like, well, Burrow's down, and you look at – the other two of the AFC North are down. Rogers is down. And, you know, Herbert is not down, but, you know, let down <laughs> by his team. So he probably won't make it. Josh Allen also a little bit of like a letdown from the team type of situation. It's like he might not make it. So then you end up with a lot of bad quarterback play in the AFC playoffs, which is a conference that has probably like nine quarterbacks that you'd love to see in the playoffs. It is a bummer when you think about January with some of the quarterback positions right now. But I agree with you, Trevor Lawrence. And it honestly sounds like they're going to do everything possible. They play the Browns this weekend um, to get him back out there. And I, yeah, I'm I'm so pumped that that news is a high ankle sprain, and, and hopefully um, he doesn't have to miss any time. And if it is, hopefully it's a short period of time because I definitely want to see Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs and um, you know just in this AFC overall because the injuries have been brutal and and maybe it feels like it's just too close to home right now with what happened with Joe Burrow and but it feels like one of the worst injury seasons in the NFL right now. Yeah. And they're protected more than ever. So I don't know. I don't know the answer. I mean, Lawrence got stepped on by his offensive tackle. Yeah. There's, it was his own guy. How, what do you, what do you do about that? Like there's no real yeah. answer to trying to protect that. Even, even Burrow. I mean, he lands on his hand and a guy lands on his hand. You can't get rid of landing on hands. That's, that'd be a ridiculous penalty. And it's unfortunate. I don't know if you did this, but when you 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 see that Joe Brown even said it like I landed on my on my hand or use my hand to land, and I think to myself, I'm like, when you fall, do you use your, if you're Joe Burrow, you're like, if I go down, I'm gonna hit my shoulder, my shoulder could pop out with a guy landing on me. So 
it's just a freak reaction and yeah know, natural reaction to put the hand out but it is something you're not supposed to do i i i try not to put the hand out whenever i felt i had a that's true I'm i was going it now. Uh, yeah i was going full speed in a pickup game this summer and somebody uh tripped me and i did put the hand out and then the hand had a lot of a lot of asphalt because it was an outdoor pickup game. But then I also still hit my knee and my back and rolled all the way over. And I was just like, that's rough. <laughs> but even if I don't put the hand out, like then I just scrape the arm. I don't know. Uh, Tua, maybe maybe he should go see whoever Tua talks to because Tua learned how to fall or something. You know, hey, I'm, I'm sure Joe. Any gonna... advantage you can get, right? Any advantage you can get to being healthy. <laughs> I'm sure Joe's going to do whatever he can to get back out there. But um, just one quick thing before we wrap this up. You know, credit to Joe. Um, I know, and some people are like, oh, other quarterbacks would be out there too if it's not a leg injury. Um, but other quarterbacks weren't out there on the sideline. I mean, look at a guy like Deshaun Watson up in a suite. He was only in town because he was in L.A. and the team was playing in L.A. Uh, Joe Burrow is at the facility. He was there two days after his surgery, and the only reason he wasn't there the day after is because they didn't have practice. Um, he's on the sideline. He's a big part of the game plan. He was stretching before he had his surgery with the team. And I think that just not that we needed any reminder because Joe Burrow has been a franchise quarterback since day one he was drafted here. Um, but it's just really cool to see. And, you know, he doesn't have to be around the team right now. And he is um, a week after his surgery and he's putting the headset on and, um, you know, helping Jake Browning have a night, get his first win on Monday Night Football. And I just think that's really cool to see out of Joe Burrow. And it's just nice to have him around the team. Football junkie. Yeah. Honestly, team, team needs to put a restraining order up for uh... – make him take a day of rest at home probably i was actually thinking that i'm like is it okay that he's flying <laughs> and he says, is he, you know what, what's just rehab make sure you're okay uh but i don't think you're going to be able to keep joe burrow away from the cincinnati Bengals. and um you know it's just awesome that he's still around because we're all so bummed that he's not out there but you know hopefully all good in the rehab front and we'll hear more as they uh, go into the off season but what are you going to have on all Bengals? hopefully i have something up i mean browning is the hot topic i feel like that like that that'll be likely but i do feel there's a few topics i could talk about because I, I like how they attack with the run game and dj rear always willing to put a spotlight there has it's been a while so we'll see dj reader go ahead and do what you know a uh, friend of the show and uh, a guy who i want to come back in 2024 maybe one more year or two we'll see what happens uh, but I don't want to think about it too much. Cincinnati Bengals coming off a huge win, 34-31 overtime Monday Night Football versus a team that was fighting for that number one seed. They're back home to face an Indianapolis Colts team who is currently in the playoffs, and the Bengals sit outside the hunt. We'll see what happens there. We'll preview that later this week. Make sure you follow Mike over on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. Also, all Bengals fantastic work. I'll have a piece out later this week. Thank you for listening, to It's always game day in Cincinnati.